tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everyone, welcome to the Binge on Selvav podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi and I'll be your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a great day so far, although it's just Tuesday, but there's never too early or too late to have a great week. Today, I want to share my experience with breaking the binge eating cycle. The very first episode of the Binge on Selvaf podcast that I've ever recorded was actually about breaking the binge eating cycle, which was two years ago, which by the way is pretty crazy for me considering I've been doing this podcast for two years now. Anyway, I wanted to do something like a little update on breaking the binge eating cycle because I know from my own experience that it can be pretty damn hard. And also, I feel like I've learned quite a lot about myself and my relationship with food during the past few years that I would like to share. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Breaking the binge eating cycle. Where do we start? Maybe I'll try to explain what the binge eating cycle is in case you don't know. Binge eating cycle is pretty much a cycle, surprisingly, where you find yourself stuck in the cycle of restricting yourself and dieting. Then you feel an urge to binge and to indulge in foods you've been forbidding yourself. And then binging, which ultimately leads to feelings of guilt and shame, which then lead back to restricting your diet. And it goes like this on and on, so it's like this never-ending cycle. And it may feel like there's no way out. But don't lose hope, it is possible to get out of that cycle and it is possible to recover from the binge eating disorder. Keep in mind that I'm sharing what has helped me personally. Everyone's journey is a little bit different and especially everyone's pace is different. When it comes to binge eating and binge eating disorder, we tend to feel a lot of shame after every binge hating on ourselves, on our actions, not understanding why we binged yet again, 
And also we usually try to make up for that binge by restricting our calorie intake afterwards on the next day. We may make a promise to ourselves that this was the last time we've binged and that from now on we're only going to eat well and we will never binge again. But sooner or later, the cravings and the urges to eat more food and to binge eventually start to creep in. And they're getting stronger and stronger until we eventually give in and binge. And then the entire cycle repeats itself. If it's something that sounds familiar to you, you're not alone. I've been there too. And I believe many of our listeners have experienced that as well. Breaking the binge eating cycle is so important in order to allow yourself and your body and your mind to recover from the eating disorder. I put together a few things that I found to be essential on my journey over time when it comes to breaking the binge eating cycle and recovering from the binge eating disorder. Those things are number one, not restricting yourself, number two, identifying the triggers, Number three, rewriting old patterns. Number four, giving up on food labeling. Number five, incorporating more foods into your diet. And number six, trusting the process. Now let's go through the points one by one in detail. Number one, not restricting yourself. I believe that not restricting yourself is one of the key things, if not the key thing on the recovery journey. If you wouldn't stop restricting yourself, you can almost imagine it like having a broken leg, but going for a run every day and then being surprised that your leg is not healing. You need to give your broken leg time and space to heal, just as you need to do the same for your body and your mind. Restricting your calorie intake and the types of food you eat are one of the main reasons why you're probably binge eating in the first place. You've probably heard that many times before, but our bodies are smart and if we deprive them, they will do everything they can to make us eat. So it's not really surprising that we overeat or that we binge after we restrict or even starve ourselves. Even if we skip the part that restricting yourself is not going to help you recover from the binge eating disorder, it's also definitely not going to do any good to your body and to your health. Our bodies need nutritious food that we eat on a regular basis to function properly. The more you restrict yourself, the more you'll be thinking about food and the more your body is going to try to make you eat because it's scared of deprivation. And the more likely you'll be to binge when you finally allow yourself to eat. If we restrict what food we do and don't allow ourselves to eat, the more we will crave the food that we forbid ourselves. You know, it's like when you tell yourself not to think about that one thing and all you'll be thinking about is that one thing. And I think it's the same with food. I can tell you that for the longest time, I thought that restricting what I eat was a way out of the binge eating cycle and the binge eating disorder in general, but it was actually the opposite. I was so scared of gaining weight that I believed restricting myself is the only way how I want to gain it. But by restricting and starving myself and then binging afterwards, I was actually gaining even more weight. Once I finally stopped restricting myself and I started feeding my body the way it deserves, nutritious food, variety of foods, eating on a regular basis, 
it slowly started to heal. Over the years, my weight has stabilized at a certain, I would say, healthy number, and a lot of side effects of binge eating disappeared, such as extreme bloating, pimples all over my face, different rashes on my hands, and so much more. And if you're asking if it was easy to change my mindset and stop restricting myself, of course it wasn't. It was something I've known and done for so many years. But after all of the failed attempts trying to recover, I felt like it was the only way, the right way how to break the binge eating cycle and how to recover from the binge eating disorder. During that process, I did eat past the point of feeling satiated so many times and I overate on things I've been forbidding myself also so many times. And I also found it hard to stop eating even after I've been really, really full so many times. But in time, my body and my mind were slowly recovering, not being scared of being starved for days. So in time, eventually everything kind of settled down. My hunger, my appetite, my cravings, my urges to binge or my urges to overindulge in certain food types. For example, I couldn't imagine eating chocolate without binging afterwards. And now I'm able to have it without feeling guilty or triggered or to feel in any way, actually. I know it may sound ridiculous to some, but if you've struggled or you do struggle with binge eating disorder yourself, You probably know that being able to eat something without binging on it and also without feeling in any way about that food, that's a huge achievement on the recovery journey. There are definitely some more foods that I do get either triggered by or that evoke negative emotions or negative associations or guilt, but it's still a process I'm learning as I go. And in time, I was able to slowly start focusing more on the variety of food and what more food groups and food types I can add and try instead of cutting them out out of my diet. I'm now able to focus more on what new interesting combos I would like to try, what new recipes I would like to cook and stuff like that. What I also found to be really helpful is knowing that there's no food that you can't have because it would be forbidden or because you are afraid that it would make you gain weight. Every meal, every food group has its place in our diet. Unless you're allergic, of course, or you can't eat something for medical reasons. But other than that, I think our diets provide us with enough space for all of the things we like. Number two, identifying the triggers. Second thing that has helped me on my journey trying to break the binge eating cycle was identifying the triggers. Foods, situations, emotions, or places that usually triggered my binge eating. Of course, those triggers were evolving and changing over time, just like I was, but usually the emotional trigger behind them was the same. For a long time, for example, studying at a university and the stress surrounding the exams were the most significant triggers for my binges. Also, any fights that I would have with my partner or my family, then it was always the upcoming summer and the idea of wearing bikinis in the summer, then not eating enough was triggering for me and plenty of other reasons. Also, I can't forget to mention that a habit was often the reason why I ended up binging. 
Once it became a habit, it was much easier to respond to any stressful or unusual or uncomfortable situation with binge eating. But when you're able to identify the triggers, it's a little easier to work with them. If you know that you tend to binge eat when you're stressed and you know that there's some stressful event coming up in your life, you can better prepare yourself for it. And although you may not avoid the binge eating completely, you may lower the frequency of the binges or the amount of food you binge on, or you may even prevent some of the binge sessions from happening. I think it's a lot about paying attention to how you react and how you handle different situations, how do you usually deal with them, what emotions you feel, what are the usual triggers, and then trying to find other healthier ways how to cope with those situations. Nowadays, luckily, I don't usually binge anymore, definitely not to an extent like I've used to in the past. Although I did have some periods of time when I was binging during the past couple of months and years. I did notice that if I binge, it's usually for these two reasons. First, it's when I'm dealing with something that's really, really stressful for me or something that's causing me anxiety or if it's something that I don't have any control over and I don't know how to deal with. Most recently, I did binge eat for a couple of weeks when I was switching jobs. It was a very stressful period for me. My decision to quit my previous job was pretty quick, so I didn't have much time to prepare myself for it. And also, as all of you probably know, the entire process of applying for jobs and going through the interview process is pretty demanding on your self-confidence. So that was a period when I started binging again for a couple of weeks. Sometimes I tend to incline to food when there's some family situation going on, but what I find really helpful is noticing, even retrospectively, what were some of the common triggers, situations when I incline to binge eating. Like I've said, for me, those are stressful situations, situations that are new or unknown, and situations when I feel like I have no control over. And when you know that about yourself when you know that you're more prone to reach out to food during those moments then you can work with it i try to focus more on what i eat i make sure i do not restrict myself i try to talk more about what i'm feeling whether that's with my family with my partner or even with a therapist and although it may not stop every single binge it helps massively to reduce the occurrence and the frequency of the binges i try to have more patience and compassion with myself and i try to look for other ways how to deal with that situation Like I've just said, talking to someone, spending less time at home and more with someone doing something fun and interesting, reading, working out, allowing myself to do whatever I feel like I need at that moment. The second situation when I've noticed I am more prone to binge eating is when I don't eat enough or when I restrict myself, either intentionally, which I try not to do anymore, or unintentionally. If I, for example, skip an afternoon snack because I have a meeting at work or something, or if I don't have lunch prepared in advance and I end up eating either just something really small and unsatisfying, like a piece of pastry or a chocolate bar or something like that, I usually tend to overeat not just when I arrive home, but also usually on the next day. 
couple of weeks ago i was really lazy and tired so i skipped my usual evening meal prepping and on the next day i didn't have anything to eat at work so i ended up buying like five chocolate bars and muesli bars that i ended up eating throughout the day and you can probably imagine how unsatisfying that was, how hungry I was at the end of the day. But also those five chocolate bars are not really nutritious food to cover your entire needs for one day. So that was a lesson learned for me. And again, since it's something I know about myself, it's something I can and I try to work with. Of course, I can't always predict what's going to happen in a day or how the day will evolve. So sometimes I really don't have enough time to eat. But most of the time, I would say it really is just about good planning and preparation. Number three, rewriting old patterns. Another thing that happens during your recovery is that you will be rewriting the old habits and old patterns. The rewriting process is happening outside of our control. However, the actions that we make and what makes the, the rewriting process happen is under our control. So to put it simply, we have to do things differently to achieve a different result. Therefore, if we want to change our eating habits for the better, we have to rewrite some of the habits that are hurting us instead of helping us. As you probably know, a lot of the things we do throughout the day are habits that we've created over time. And the same applies to the responses and actions we take. Everyone who has developed an eating disorder has developed it because of certain reasons, which will be unique and different for each and every one of us. However, the actions we take, such as binging when we feel stressed or restricting our calorie intake after the binge, all of those actions become habits over time. Most of the time, my binges were automatic. I was binging for years every single day, so it became such a strong habit that I didn't even know how else should I react to a certain situation. What has helped me on my recovery journey and on my journey trying to break from that binge eating cycle was reminding myself as much as I could that even if I try to eat well, but I end up binging, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. I've been binge eating for so long, so it became a habit. And the only way to break a habit is to replace it with a better one. Doubts on our recovery journeys are completely normal. So I've tried to remind myself that everything takes time. I'm not going to stop binge eating overnight. I have to be patient. I have to keep trying and replacing the unhealthy habits with good ones and with the healthy ones. And by good and healthy habits, I mean not restricting myself when it comes to calories, food groups, food types, making sure I eat regularly, not forbidding myself certain foods, eating out, not avoiding eating at family gatherings, etc. Find what works the best for you. We will all have different triggers, different pain points, so be really patient with yourself. Remind yourself that any change is time demanding and that habits don't change overnight. And if you end up binging, don't feel like there's anything wrong with you. Recovery takes time. 
I think the worst we can do for our self-esteem and our determination is to expect that things will immediately change, because they won't. I've mentioned it in some of the episodes before, but doing little changes in my routine and my environment also helped me tremendously when it comes to breaking the binge eating cycle. Switching the place you normally eat in for a different place or a different room, or eating with someone if you're used to eating alone. I also find it helpful if I bought the food I would normally binge on, for example a chocolate bar, and I would go to the store with my partner or my friend and I would buy that chocolate bar with them and then eat it with them on a walk or somewhere. All of a sudden it feels weird that you're eating that thing that you've been associating with binges, but now you're eating it with someone on a walk, doing regular stuff, and all of a sudden it starts to slowly change the negative associations that you have with that food. All of those little changes in our routines that we make are contributing to the bigger changes, and those two changing our behavior, our old patterns, and ultimately to changing our life for the better. While recording this episode, I figured it will be a pretty long one. And because I have a few more tips I want to share with you, I've decided to split this episode into two parts. So this is where I will wrap it up for today. And I'll be back next week with part two. So make sure that you're subscribed to the Bench on Salvaf podcast so you don't miss any of the future episodes. I'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, take care and talk to you soon. Bye! Something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know.